I'm Duncan McLeod, editor of Tech Central, and this is the TCS Plus Technology Show, brought to you today by Call Miner. If you're new to these parts, please do subscribe to us on YouTube. The link to use is youtube.com slash techcentral. Or you can find us in any podcasting app. Simply search Tech Central, one word, hit the subscribe button, and you'll never miss another episode. Now, we've got three great guests uh, lined up for you today on today's episode of TCS Plus. Uh, first, I'd like to welcome back Frank Sherlock. Frank is Vice President of Call Miner International, and he's based in the UK. Frank, good to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me again, Duncan. It's a pleasure to be on. Uh, I'm even more excited today because uh, I, I know you're going to introduce our guest, but it's always nice when we can have a, you know, a client based in South Africa that can talk uh, about what they've been up to. So looking forward to the discussion um, and back to you. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Frank. And uh, those uh, two executives are from the insurance company MyWay, which is a client of CallMiner's, and they are going to be telling us about how MyWay is using CallMiner technology to support their business operations. So I'd like to welcome Uzair Esop, who is head of business process innovation at the insurer, as well as Asif Mohamed Hussein, who is MyWay's lead interaction analyst. Welcome to both of you, and thanks for making the time. Thanks. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for the opportunity to, to be here today. It would be remiss of me. Thanks Duncan, very much, guys. Right. Duncan, it would be remiss of me not to mention that, uh, that my way, uh, not only are they, are they, you know, really great adopters and innovators with, uh, with coal miner and analytics, they were recently award, an award winner of our, uh, we had our annual user conference in, in June and, uh, my way and, uh, Uzi and the Seif and team uh, got an award for their, their innovation and use of uh, analytics. So the award-winning uh, my way. Brilliant. Well, I look forward to hearing more about how you've deployed the technology and how Maui is using it uh, in this discussion. But Frank, I'm actually going to start the conversation with, uh, with you today. Uh, em- employee development is now top of many corporate agendas. Why is that the case? And how does technology such as conversion analytics, which is a big area of focus, obviously, for call miner, help organizations to lift their game? Okay, so, so uh, it's a really good question. Now, over the last few years, I think we've seen a, a lot of time and effort and money has been spent around digital transformation, um, you know, CX, to try and push CX, improvements in self-service. A lot of this has accelerated, I think, during, during the, the, the COVID years. But but my view is, I think we're moving now towards an, a, a, a new era, the era of, uh, of employee experience. Uh, I think too little attention has been paid to employee experience. And let me just maybe maybe quote from some of the analysts. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a speech in uh, Amsterdam uh, next week, and I was doing some research on on what do the analysts say. So so Gartner. Gartner talk about about connector managers, and a, a, a connector manager very simply is, some, is a manager that uses targeted and focused feedback to assess individual needs uh, and development. And these connected managers can improve employee engagement by up to forty percent and productivity by up to twenty six percent. And then McKinsey did a study on on engaged employees uh, and engaged engaged employees deliver 8.5 or 8.5 times uh, more likely to stay with uh, in the contact center in the first year of employment 
than disengaged employees. And they're three times more likely to feel empowered to make, uh, to resolve customer issues. So, so just think about that, 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 that having the capability to, to have engaged and empowered employees. And where we fit in is rather than, than provide um, dip sampling or, or, or randomly listening to, to calls, to take all of the all of those conversations and and allow our customers to use the insight that's gleaned from those conversations to have really targeted and focused feedback across all of these interactions. So you know, any it's natural human nature, I think, Duncan, that if you feel that your employee is devoting time and effort to give you personalized and focused training and development to do a better job, you are going to be more engaged. So really that's what we do. We, we, we form that bridge to take the information that's being, that, 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 that's being provided in these conversations to help improve, yes, improve the CX, but also use that to improve the employee experience and development as well. Thanks, Frank. Well, Jose, let me bring you in here and let's talk a little bit about um, my way and how you're using this technology in your contact center environments. Tell us a bit about how you're using conversation analytics internally to develop your workforce and improve the performance of your customer agents. Thanks. Thanks, Duncan. Yeah, it's been quite an experience to to date and technology continues to to change the way we work. We've seen a a migration or transition of, of certain roles um, with the implementation of, of conversation analytics, um, we started our journey with identifying, you know, specific QA resources who were well acquainted with our business processes, and worked on developing them into into interaction analysts. Asif being one of them, and, and currently the lead of that that uh, team. And it's a new role created as a result of, of implementing this technology, which actually didn't you know exist before. Um, these analysts were trained initially by coal miner and, and internally upskilled on how to use the tools available to them to effectively analyze, you know, the interaction data being generated to deliver on, on business goals and, and requirements. Um, and, and these skills continue to be critical in the success of our rollout. And we have dedicated analysts per business department that we, that we service. Uh, it was crucial to bring our QA advisors along the journey too and manage the change associated with migrating from, from manually listening to calls to to call miner doing the heavy lifting of analyzing thousands of calls at scale and leaving the QA advisors to review the results and, and find actionable insights. And those advisors have now moved more towards an analytical an analytics and coaching role. And um, while there may have been some initial hesitation of, of AI taking over their work, I think once they experience the power of the platform and the impact they can have by utilizing it, uh, their engagement and productivity significantly increased. Uh, ultimately, the efforts of all involved were to improve the agent performance and enhance customer experience. So I'll run through a couple of points on how conversation analytics enabled us to do so. Firstly, I think analyzing interactions at scale gave us a much broader and in-depth view of individual agent performance and opportunities you know, where we could improve as opposed to, to previous random call samples. Um, coaches are now able to easily decide which interactions as well as which part of these interactions need their attention based on scores that are auto-generated by the the analytics platform. Um, The speed at which coaches can find actionable insights also meant that we were able to increase their productivity 
and provide more feedback for agent coaching and, and training. Uh, team managers and trainers are, are able to provide more specific and targeted coaching and development personalized to each agent's performance to ensure our advisors are well equipped to serve our customers' needs and, and expectations. It's enabled us to, to merge you know, existing performance data with now additional interaction analytics data for a more holistic view of, of the agent's overall performance. It's also created visibility and competition when, when communicating analytics data dashboards to teams and departments to see where agents are ranked amongst each other. And, and certainly it's helped identify trends and patterns of our top performers to help coach those who, who aspire to be you know, on the same level. level. Um, month on month, through the continued efforts of, of all stakeholders in the process, we're seeing changes in the focus areas and agent performance scores in each business department. And the more we know about our interactions, the more we realize uh, there's still more to be found and, and understood. I'd like to come back to you in a moment, Jose, and talk about the ROI around an investment like this. But, uh, Frank, let me bring you back in here because I want to explore a little bit more about conversation analytics. How, how long has this technology been around for, and um, what are some of the common use cases for it? So, uh, we, Coal Miner, were one of the, the pioneers of, of, of conversation analytics. Uh, so, it's been around for, for, for 20 years or so as a technology. I think over the last four or five years, what we've seen with the, you know, at the end of the day, when you have a conversation, you know, you have to have good speech to text recognition technology in order to get accurate transcription. Um, and obviously, you then need to be able to do something using AI and machine learning with, with that transcription. So I think the last four or five years, we've seen, you know, better better speech recognition being generally available in the market in terms of both accuracy and language capability. Uh, and we've seen, obviously, in the last 18 months or so, a rapid rise in, uh, in AI and open AI, conversational AI, etc. So, in short, technology's been around for, for 20 years, but we're still on, we are now on an acceleration curve, I think, of the, the application of that technology. We as Core Miner, I think there's been, you know, we, we, we've spoken already about, and, and thank you, Uzi, for that for that um, uh, feedback about what you're doing in, in my way in terms of employee coaching, development, and training. That's definitely one of the use cases. Clearly, when you're able to analyze all of the interactions, many of our many of our clients work in regulated regulated industries. They have regulators that are accountable for on complaints, vulnerability, sales process, etc. Having holistic uh, analysis allows you to, to to get a much deeper, broader, and richer um, risk framework. So compliance is another area, but we're seeing more and more now uh, use cases around. There's, there's there's a lot of intelligence buried within these conversations about product sentiment, about brand sentiment. Uh, there's the ability to, to coach better outcomes for the business in terms of revenue collection or sales performance and sales conversion. Uh, there's competitor intelligence that you can glean from these conversations to feed to the marketing people. So I think that whilst conversational analytics started out as, if you like, a call center and agent improvement technology, more broadly now, I think of it as a business performance improvement, taking that insight and making it useful across other areas of the business as well. 
We're still in the very early days of artificial intelligence, but there's been a lot of hype around gen- generative AI in the last year, and we use it quite extensively here at Tech Central already for image production and that sort of thing. But uh, I can see the potential for AI in in the conversation analytics space, uh, Frank. How do you see this developing in the coming years? Do you expect AI will be able to to ingest a lot of these conversations that are happening with clients and produce reports for management to give them insight into what's happening in their businesses? Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been using machine learning and AI in our product for for, for a number of years, but but one of the one of the very recent use use cases and adoptions we've we've done because. We transcribe a conversation, uh, and we have a, a, a like a transcript of the conversation along with some acoustics. The application of conversational AI is absolutely perfect because we're, we've got conversations in the first place. So one of the things that you see in a lot of contact centers is you can have a long and complex conversation, and the agent, as well as navigating through that conversation is expected to then produce the wrap-up notes, the after-call work, put some notes around the conversation, try to recollect it from memory. Now, what did we discuss 25 minutes ago? So one of the, so the ability to use conversational AI to summarize that conversation for you is, is something we've just recently um, put to the market. And... You know, we're seeing huge benefits in terms of the reduction of wrap time, i.e. the agent hasn't got to spend all of that time uh, doing the notes, the, the consistency of the notes, because technology isn't in itself subjective. So it will be very consistent in how the notes are, are populated and formed. And But most importantly, in this, you know, part of this, this debate is it frees up the employees to do more valuable work, more enriching work, more, more rather than you know spend time on wrap up and doing lots of notes, they're doing something more productive. So yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one of the one of the exciting things that we've done we've done recently, and I see this developing further. The second part of your question, I see it developing further. I see, I see as being able to 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 use these uh, conversations at scale, apply AI to it automatically tell you what the tr- what, what emerging trends almost you know to it sounds a bit sci-fi easy but you know tell you what you don't know tell me what i don't know yeah and i've got hundreds of thousands of conversations taking place a day and i'm applying ai and i'm saying that the ai is telling me that there is there is a level of complaints that's up five percent against this particular product and i've got hundreds of products but against this particular product in the retail outlet you know, that that would allow then the retailer to take proactive measures to say let 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 let's either stop that going to market, let's change what the the setup is if it's a problem with the with the instructions, how to set up. So I just see it being massively useful for, if you like, predictive analysis based on based on holistic uh, measurement and trends. Help you build a better business. Um Jose, it sounds like uh I mean, the, you can do just about anything with this technology. Or the, the the benefits of it uh, are really uh, limitless. But take me through how my way approached this product and pro- project, and how it defined success around it. Um, how do you define and and uh, um, set out the business goals around implementing conversation analytics? And, um, you know, my way is clear strategic objectives. You know, uh, to ensure business wide alignment. 
and and the ability to execute on these objectives is dependent on the right combination of of people, process, technology, and data. Uh, we, we have thousands of interactions on a daily basis, and and every interaction is an abundant source of data to learn more about serving our customers and implementing conversation analytics was key to unlocking that data at scale and, and gaining visibility you know, into our customer interactions. While CoreMiner makes the data available, you know, we've got dedicated analysts who collaborate very closely with their departments to establish how we're gonna leverage that data and build scores that support the department goals in, in achieving our strategic objectives. And the scores that we prioritize and build on, on CoreMiner are typically categorized into the following types of goals. Um, customer experience being being right at the top of it. Uh, it's crucial in a service-related business as ours, uh, and measuring customer effort as well as sentiment on particular journeys uh, is key to getting the value you know, out of this platform and help guiding the business in terms of, of uh, improvements and enhancements we need to make. Um, compliance is another you know, goal that, that uh, is very key in, in, in the regulated you know, um, industry as ours, and ensuring all of the required terms, conditions uh, are explained and understood and that relevant scripts are followed you know, uh, by advisors in, in various customer conversations. Operational efficiency is the, is the next big one. And I think our interactions you know, uh, and, and, and analyzing those interactions give us good insight into uh, processes that are perhaps you know, uh, have points of friction uh, or opportunity for us to improve how we run particular processes to be more operationally efficient and, and uh, ensure customers experience uh, a better level of service. Uh, and certainly not uh, uh, last, but certainly not least, is growth. Uh, I think, you know, in each of these conversations, there are uh, opportunities to identify uh, new customer needs uh, and taking action on opportunities to provide services to both new customers onboarding as well as to existing customers to continue to, to grow our business. Um, key to, to achieving these goals and, 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 and realizing these benefits, uh, for me, were really broken down into, into, into three, three parts. To start with, it really takes an understanding of the analytics tool and, and how it can be leveraged to assist with business strategic objectives uh, and department goals. But before you can even begin with that, uh, it's important to understand what we know about our existing interactions, what metadata we have related to those interactions and what customer journeys you know, they might be associated with, uh, and building scores relevant to the expectation of that interaction, so knowing what these interactions are related to and what we're looking for in them. But once built and, and once these scores are, are created and generated, uh, how do we analyze these findings and data output? Who do we communicate it with? But very importantly, what actions need to be taken by whom uh, in order to improve the agent's capability, improve our service delivery and offering, and ultimately improve the, the customer experience um, in these interactions? Thank you. Frank, let me bring you back in. Um, this all sounds fantastic, but I imagine that actually deploying the stuff in the back end is, can be quite tricky and, and, and fairly complicated, not least because you are dealing with so many different channels these days when you're dealing with customers. It's not just a case of a customer phoning a call center and an agent having a conversation with that call center. That customer could uh, start that interaction with a complaint on Twitter, for example, or on Facebook, um, they could then send an email, they may then get a phone call. So there, there are multiple channels and different uh, uh, ways in which companies engage with their clients, which makes managing this data, I imagine, quite difficult. And you end up possibly with different silos as well of data. 
Um, how do companies get around this issue of disparate data? How do you um, how do you uh, take all of these channels and put them to profitable use at the end? Well, we don't. <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, it, it, it's not impossible. But, but uh, just before I answer that, just just you know, just just to, just to mm. relate what Uzi said in, in that last question, I think it's really important that you know analytics and technology can be wonderful, yeah, but it has to be aligned. To, to a data strategy. Data itself has to be aligned to a data strategy. And what you do with that data has to be aligned to a business strategy. You can do, I can tell you with, with Core Miner and similar technologies, you can get wonderful insights and you can, but if it's not useful for the business, it's not aligned to the strategy. If you don't know what you're gonna do with the data, it, it, it's of not much use. So, so that's a fantastic answer that you, that you gave there. In terms of, so let's think about multi-channel. You, you asked me about data and data silos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think I always start, <laughs> if I'm asked that sort of question, I always start, well, you're halfway there because the good news is you've got the data already. It already exists, yeah? The data that you need to transform your business, it's already there. You've already got it. Well, what the bad news is that, the, that it exists in silos and it's not used. Well, one of the reasons it's not used is it's unstructured. So you need to use technology to structure and tag that data to make it meaningful. The other reason it's not used is because it's disparate. It sits in silos. It's hard to join it together. So, so companies like Coal Miner you know, are able to, to take um, all of that data, be it from web chat, be it from email, be it be it from phone calls in terms of audios, be it from customer satisfaction surveys, and bring it all into one place. Now, when you've got it all in one place and you've applied the same structured data techniques against it, what you can do using metadata, the data that exists within those interactions, you can link the journey together. So you can say, you know, what was it about, take your example, Duncan, what was it about the tweet yeah, that has led to a phone call? So why have you moved from a self-service, low-cost channel into a high-cost channel? Is that a systemic issue? You know, so, so one, of, one of the examples I often use is, is having a self-service payment website that, that suddenly you get a lot of calls into the into the contact center that that are wanting to pay bills. The reason is because the self service channel broke down. But if you're trying to analyze the data in, in in silos, you'll miss that. But what you can do with 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 data is to say, what was it about that interaction that led to it? Is that systemic? How often is it is it happening? And then go back and fix. The, the, the friction points that cause the breakout into the high cost channel. So, and also I think another use of it is, is in, in the employee side as well. Now we found that, that in this multi-channel world where, where, where you have multi-channel agents, some people are very skilled. Some people are naturally skilled at having conversations that in, in a synchronous mode of communication. Yeah. One channel each way. Others are much, much happier sitting on the keyboard and, and managing asynchronous conversations on web chat. I think it's so using technology, you can you can define 
where should you put your your people skills that are going to best serve the customer? You know, don't expect someone who's great on the phone to be absolutely great on web chat. It may happen, yeah, but it, 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 you know, on, on on occasions. But on most occasions, I think you can say that there are certainly people who sit better with. <clears throat> communicating on one channel versus the other. And the same is absolutely true of the consumers as well. There's consumers who prefer mm-hmm. different channels of communication. So to basically my answer, get the data together, use metadata to link it together, and then use analytics to make a determination as, uh, as to what that data is actually telling you. Who's there out of interest? Which channels does my way analyze and why? Um, so currently on the Core Miner platform, we are analyzing calls as well as chats, and those are key focus areas there. Um, voice has historically been and still is our largest volume of, of customer interaction, but we have a growing volume of chat uh, via both our mobile app and a significant increase of, of chats via WhatsApp uh, over the past sort of 18 months. Okay. Um, the analytics really empowers us to better understand you know, how customers are thinking and feeling. Uh, during these conversations with our advisors and how well our products and services are, are meeting their expectations. Um, chats also tell us you know, how customers are experiencing our self-service digital channels, um, following customer journeys through our digital capability, understanding where the need for agent assistance is required and to help identify opportunities of improvement and, and digital enhancement. Uh, we've seen a significant shift in, in customer preference towards uh, WhatsApp chats um, meeting the customer on the channel that they are comfortable with and available on in their own time to interact with us. And this has really led to our focus on, on enhancing our chatbot offering to assist with simple customer journeys, around-the-clock self-service capability, but still leverage live agent assistance where required. We're required, yeah, yeah. I see if um, I, I, I've, I've left you in the background, but I'm going to bring you bring you in here. I wanted to ask you a bit about um, how you're using this data internally at MyWay, and also how your analytics team takes this data and uh, shares the insights between different departments internally. Maybe take us through those processes and how you're using this data exactly. Yeah, thanks, Duncan. Um, yeah, I think firstly we have a dedicated analyst at MyWay. Uh, that is responsible for scaling speech analytics or conversation analytics within their respective departments. Um, these analysts originally came from these departments, as Uzi mentioned, and um, were upskilled and became analysts. So they are familiar with the area, you know, um, and they also understand the processes from that area. So the analysts together with their departments um, discuss conversation analytics strategies as well as roadmaps, and I think this form part of the analyst priorities. You know, um, these analysts also sit together in a team and, and work together. So they they collaborate daily, you know, regarding business-wide priorities as well as departmental priorities and share ideas and insights, you know. Um, we also have dedicated head coaches who act as a bridge between the analytics team and their respective departments. You know, this ensures that effective communication and understanding of insights are passed across to the coaches, the training department, the managers, etc. Um, they also have tailor-made reports, so the analytics team um, have customized reports and dashboards for, um, for different departments. Uh, these reports highlight relevant scores, trends, insights, um, uh, each department's goal, you know, and responsibilities. Um, we also have a global, a global view, a global dashboard uh, that compares performances across departments. Um, these reports are also easy, e- very easily accessible 
um, online. Um, they also refresh daily. Uh, so team managers um, have updated data. They can track and monitor um, improvements. Um, team managers also distribute this data to the advisors. Um, the analyst also prepares, I think, monthly and quarterly reporting. Um, so we also schedule monthly meetings where we share these reports and findings with departments, you know, and discuss specific stats, insights, scores, as well as um, address pain points. So um, in our quarterly reports, you know, the, these are shared with all departments, um, as well as all the heads of these departments. And this is where all departments share their feedback and showcase instances where insights from analytics have led to, to positive outcomes, you know. So um, I think, yeah, by leveraging conversation analytics through our dedicated analyst and cross-departmental collaboration and tailored reporting, I think this fosters a culture of continuous improvement and highlights the positive outcome of using conversation analytics. Uh, the structured approach um, not only enhances departmental performance, but also highlights my way's dedication to harness the power of data for strategic benefit. So it really sounds like my way is is, uh, is is not only taking this data that it's getting, but actually putting it to good use. And you're actually ensuring that there's follow-up inside the organization to make sure that the departments that are affected by this and who need to action it are actually doing so. Is that right? Yes, correct. Correct. Um, okay. Yeah. So, um, great. yeah, I think to answer your question there in, in, in more detail, hmm. um, I think once the analysts have uh, pulled these scores that required monitoring, you know, we have head coaches um, who review the scores and analytics from Callminer and, and verify the, um, the, the, the accuracy of the findings, you know, uh, and scores and analyze based on department strategy and priority. You know, um, the coaches in each department provide feedback and comments together with recommendations of the type of corrective, the corrective action, you know, that needs to be taken. Mm -hmm. um, these type of feedback we refer to as insights, you know. We also send insights to commend good performances. Um, these insights are also sent directly to the to the team managers of the uh, of the uh, sorry of the, uh, the advisors that's being audited um, or analyzed. And each insight has a due date, you know, which indicates to the manager when the coaches would need feedback by. So team managers have regular coaching sessions with the advisors, and in these sessions, they will review insights and findings together with the advisors. You know, team managers then conduct coaching and training and then provide feedback of the corrective action taken. Coaches then, I think, review and discuss the action taken by the team managers with the relevant advisors. And this data forms part of our reporting that we discussed earlier, which is shared with team managers and heads of departments. And with this data, we can also monitor the coaches' performance. Um, we monitor team and performance as well and compare them across uh, departments and to each other. And we also monitor improvement by the advisors through coaching and insights. Um, team managers also make recommendations by using these reports you know, to provide specialized training um, through internal learning and development programs. And I think we have found that that, that corrective action needs to be guided uh, by transparency and um, and constant collaboration. You know, and I think this ensures our continuous improvement uh, and success. Yeah. Fantastic. Um... Who's there? Any final closing thoughts from your side? Yeah, look, it's it's been an incredible journey to date. I mean, we've we've certainly you know uh, learned a lot uh, in the implementation and adoption across the business of, of analytics. But uh, I think there's still a long road ahead of us, and and uh, you know we look forward to to what lies ahead, both in terms of uh, the business and its plans to to continue to implement and, and scale out uh, the use of analytics. 
uh, across the business, but also where the technology will go uh, and, and what uh, you know new features and functionality the platform will bring to us, and how humans and AI together you know continue to change the way we work and also how we deliver products and, and services to our customers. So very excited for 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 what's for what lies ahead. And Frank, any final thoughts from your side around uh, my way and how they're using this technology and how other companies could potentially benefit yeah, from it? Yeah, I, I think there is. I think, uh, I think uh, Asif and, and, and Huzair have, have spelled out precisely one of the things that, that, that I had in my head for this conversation, that technology is great. Conversation analytics is fantastic. What it does is it provides actionable insight, but without a process without communication, without having people trained in how to use it effectively, without sharing it across the business, it just is data. At the end of the day, unless you take action on the insight and have a, have a framework in your business, it's just converting unstructured data into structured data and no more than that. So the way that my way have gone about this, you know, Asif talked about having their analyst or from within the business you know, people who understand the business can understand the biz how to address the business challenges and problems. Yeah? So, uh, and, and it helps with their career development. Having uh, effective lines of communication cross-departmental, ensuring that you're doing the right things, you're focusing on the right issues. So, I think that uh, you know, without without blowing uh, uh, Uzi's and uh, Asif's heads too much, the, the the way they've gone about structuring how to use technology within a complex business that's highly regulated, ever-changing, and highly competitive is a first-class example of how to go about making sure a program's a success. Thank you so much to all of you for joining me on, on the show today. It's a great conversation and a great case study of how conversation analytics is being used in business. Frank Sherlock is Vice President of Call Miner International. Uh, let me get your other titles right. Huzair Esop is Head of Business Process Innovation at MyWay. And Asif Mohammed Hussein is MyWay's Lead Interaction Analyst. Thank you, all three of you, for sharing your insights with the Tech Central audience today. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Duncan.